This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Yeah, you come to me today. You want some Parmesan? Yeah, I'll get you some Parmesan. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. 25-20, 15, 10, 5, snowshoes, touchdown, Kansas City! According to Jim, is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. It's over! The Bullpups have knocked off Fish of the Age! And for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand atop the state of Kansas! Everything happening in the sports world. Oh! oh are you serious? Slam jam back! Get them ready for the NBA Bucket Contest! And even some things not happening in the sports world. So, you're saying you will not watch any episodes of The Bachelor this year? I think I'd rather have a tooth pull. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, the most excited man in McPherson, maybe the most dreadful man in McPherson. I don't know. I'm trying to come up with words for you. Cold. Mr. Steve Sell. He's, I'm cold today. Ice cold. Ice cold. Steve, we've had to do this several times over the last couple of weeks with your love for KU basketball. Uh-oh. Last night, got some bad news for you, Steve, finding out that LeGerald Vick is on an indefinite leave of absence from the KU basketball team. So you look at the Kansas Jayhawks, who are looking for a big win this weekend over Oklahoma State at home to just keep this ship afloat, but look at who they are without. No LeGerald Vick, no Yudoka Azabuki, no Marcus Garrett, and still no Silvio DeSosa. Are you doing okay? Have you lost your mind yet? Oh, no. Because I, I texted you the news, I've, and I can only imagine your response just going, oh, my God, what, what am I going to do? No, that, I've written this season off. I mean, this is just going to be – I have. I really have. I just uh, – it just goes from bad to worse. Now, the loss of LeGerald Vick, I really – what it might do is accelerate the progress of Quentin Grimes because he's going to have to – you know, whether he's – Playing well or not, he's got to play. Well, they are throwing him into the very fast-moving current of the river and saying, all right, Quentin, time to learn how to swim. Yeah, and Quentin has been sinking for the most part this year. You know, when he scored 21, hit five threes against Michigan State, because, you know, in the exhibition games, he didn't look very good. But then when he got 21 that first game, I said, oh, he's just – he's." it's when the bright lights go on is when he goes on well. He's been blinded by the light because... Uh, Wrapped up like a deuce? Yeah. I, I never have understood those lyrics. <laughs> Strangest lyrics to a song, but I like that song. But man for man, earth band. But anyway, Quentin Grimes, is, you know, he has struggled. And it's amazing to me. Remember at the start of the year, we were saying, God, how is KU going to keep every... They've got so many players. How are they going to keep everybody happy? Well, they're down to about a seven-man rotation because Bill Self, for whatever reason, does not trust David McCormick, doesn't trust Mitch Lightfoot, doesn't trust K.J. Lawson, doesn't trust trust Charlie Moore. I mean, he's got guys. He's got guys, but he just doesn't play them. He doesn't trust them. And now with Azubuki out, Vic out, and Marcus Garrett out, some of those guys that just basically never play, 
He's just got to throw them out there and deal with the consequences. This is a KU team that is going to end up with double digits in losses. I can't even imagine the last time KU lost at least 10 games. I think Roy, maybe it was Roy's first year. Well, that was the last time they didn't make the tournament. Yeah, I think it was Roy's first year. They were, I think they lost like 13 that year. Steve, I've got a question for you. Okay. Do you know the significance of March the 9th when KU will take on Baylor at home? Do you know the significance of that game? They'll have no seniors for senior day. You picked up on what I was going on. Yeah, if Legero's not back. Yeah. So, <laughs> if Legero Vic's not back and they have senior day, what do they do well, maybe, <laughs> if he's maybe, not there? Maybe their managers are seniors. I don't know. But, you know. Because normally Coach Self will open up the floor and then they get to oh, talk into the microphone. Yeah, it's a big big it's ceremony. A, it's a big, it, and they never lose on senior day. But What are they going to do? <laughs> well, uh, maybe Quentin Grimes will say, well, I'm going to the pros next year. Well, let's just go ahead and celebrate Quentin Grimes for getting out of there and quit cluttering things up. I don't know. Well, Steve, I guess your reaction was a little bit better than I thought it might be. I thought you might be in a state of panic, a no, state of shock. For one thing, Leger- you know, Legero wasn't supposed to come back anyway. I mean, Charlie Moore already had his number. They gave him his number, you know, his jersey, because he said he wasn't coming back. Number two. And then he, yeah, and so then, you know, Legerald, they kind of did some, you know, scoping around to see the interest from the NBA and basically said, son, you'd be better going to Israel than playing in the NBA. <laughs> and so Vic said, hey, I'm not going to do that. Comes back. Lala was all excited. His mother, Lala, mm-hmm. she's all excited. He comes out, starts the year. He's making threes from everywhere. People are saying, well, God, he's going to be a first-round pick. He's going to be an All-American. Well, then the wheels fell off. And it sounds like now there's problems back home. Remember, he's a father. He's, he's, had, a, he's had a child the whole time. Uh, you know, he's, he, he's, he's had a child that's probably about four or five years old by now. And it's, I'm sure it's got something to do with that, or maybe something's wrong with Lala. I don't know. But uh, Lala says we need him in Memphis. We got things you know, that we need him here for. So let's hope they, whatever the problem is, let's think of LeGerald Vic, the person first, and let him get his life straightened out or get Lala straightened out or whatever's going on back there in Memphis. And then if he comes back, great. If not, you know, he had a, let's say, a interesting career while at KU. It was definitely not what you'd call smooth sailing his whole career. So now the Jayhawks will take on Oklahoma State on Saturday, tomorrow, and what is a game that if they lose, uh-oh, <laughs> uh-oh, <laughs> watch out for that tournament streak. Yeah, it'd be like it'd be like a grocery bag that you dropped in the water and then all your groceries fall out. <laughs> so that will be going on. Maybe we'll talk about that here in a minute. But the game of the weekend, Steve, in the Big 12. K-State Baylor. Kansas State taking on Baylor, who is one game back of K-State. Now, Baylor must have lost. I didn't see the score, but they must have lost on Wednesday because they were tied with... Yeah, they lost to Texas 84-72 on Wednesday. So, now this weekend, K-State has a chance to really start to put itself in the driver's seat. I mean, they've opened up the door. They've got it unlocked. And they're starting to sit down, but kind of like on a day like today, there's ice underneath the car, and so you have to be careful of not slipping. K-State... Already has won at Iowa State. I don't know when they play at Iowa or Iowa State goes to Manhattan. That's got to be coming up pretty quick because that was very early in the year, and we're on the second round of the, you know, the second time through the. They big. will play Iowa State at home next Saturday, okay. so the sixteenth. Okay, so K State by the sixteenth of February, K State's got a chance to almost end this thing. They really do. Or they could be back in the middle of the pack because they play at Baylor on Saturday. They play at Texas on 
The 12th, what is that, a Tuesday? Yeah, Texas. Yeah, that's Tuesday. night we play Bueller. Texas has proven to be kind of a tough out at home. And then Iowa State at home on that Saturday. K-State goes 3-0. They win the Big 12. It's Pretty much. Yeah, it's over. They go 0-3. The door is wide open for whoever the next team is. And maybe it's even KU. I I think Saturday is just a monster game for them because they can basically knock – you know, I've said all along, Baylor is just a pretender. They're hanging around for the time being, but they're going to – Baylor's going to start falling back. They're going to they're going to end up probably fifth by the time all everything's said and done. Do you remember a college football game for K State at Baylor? I believe it was 2012. Do you remember the significance of a college I, football game that I was don't, there? I don't. It was a little later in the season compared to this year so far. But K State at that point, I think they were number one or were number two and had a chance to become the number one team. And they were either ten and zero or maybe nine and zero. They went down to Baylor. You say KU or K-State? K-State. Oh, okay. I don't remember this. K-State went down to Baylor, and if they would have won this game, would have put themselves into the number one spot. Colin Klein likely would have won a Heisman that night. Oh, okay. But they turned around and laid an egg at Baylor. Yeah. And this game this weekend kind of has that feel to it to me. I'm not saying that they're going to go down there and lose, but it's one of those games where if they can win – oh man, that this K-State team can take off. You start talking about Dean Wade or Barry Brown as the player of the year in the Big 12. Well, Dean Wade was the preseason player of the year. Right now, Barry Brown could very well be the player of the year. He's had a great year. But if they lose this weekend, I'm not saying that things will fall off because they're still in a spot to probably be tied or at least a half a game back in the Big 12 at the end of the weekend. But if they can win this game, there is all this momentum for K-State. Everybody begins to believe they're riding this winning streak. And that would, I think, send a message to the rest of the Big 12. But if K-State loses and slips back into the pack, then this race is on. Because I think Iowa State is just lurking. You've got Baylor who is still lurking right there and can help its own cause. This is maybe K-State's biggest game of the week, which is crazy because they played KU on Tuesday. Right. Well, I, I can, think this game's more see, important. See, I've, I've said it, you know, I've said it on this show many times, I still think Iowa State is the best team. I really do. I just think they're the most, for one thing, they can really score. Uh, even if they don't defend as well, they can outscore people. Uh, they got very creative players. Uh, they've got that, uh, like, Shy Rock, you know, the transfer, or Shay Rock, whatever his name, Shyak. Uh, Larry Shyak, but he's a he's a real scorer. They got Wigginton who can score. They got the Halliburton kid that can really score. I mean, Iowa State, you know, they kind of took a big step back last year, but they're back to where they were a couple years ago. Now, they're not as good as when the mayor was there. Hoiberg. Yeah, the mayor. Now, is he still unemployed? Yes, he is. Because he got fired from the Bulls. I don't know right. what he's doing. I don't think he's, yeah. Here's a question for you, Steve. I wasn't planning on bringing it this direction today but bringing up the mayor and bringing up his move to the NBA. How many more years, if you were a betting man, would you give Bill Self to be in Lawrence? Just however long, many more years, Greg Popovich wants to coach. Because it sounds like... So you really are buying that I'm buying whenever it. Popovich is done, that he's going to jump to the Spurs? I do. I really believe that. Because remember, R.C. Buford used to be at KU. I don't remember R.C. Buford. Okay, R.C. Buford was at KU as a assistant coach or graduate assistant, whatever. But then now he's a personnel guy for, you know, he's the GM, I think, at San Antonio. Okay. And it always just seems like when people talk about Popovich stepping down, 
it's Bill Self. But I just don't think Bill Self is an NBA coach. He is. He's one of those guys. He's like Shashevsky. He's like John Wooden. He was made for the college game. Just stay in the college game. I don't want to see Bill Self leave. But and Bill Self is always. He has said it in the past. He doesn't see himself being there like Coach K. You know, right? He he wants to get out while he can still play some golf and smell some roses and go down to Johnny's and have a beer with the boys. I think he would enjoy doing that. I think he'd like to have two or three, you know, down there. But <laughs> but anyway, I, I just – Bill Self, to me, he strikes me as a guy when he's 62, he's done. I think he's out. How old is he now, 57? 50, yeah, I think so. I think 57, something okay. like that. I, I know it's somewhere right in that range. So you don't think he will go to the NBA. Do you think there is any chance – that he would coach any other college program but no. Kansas. No. You don't think that if he, let's say this year is just a bomb and that there are more NCAA sanctions that are coming, this team loses, barely makes the tournament, loses in the first round, you've got all these problems coming up and he leaves. Takes maybe a year off and waits for something to come up. You don't think there's any scenario where he could potentially be a coach at another team. I really don't. I just Oklahoma State. If that, that came would, knocking, if Boone ponied up and said, "Hey, I'll give you five million a year," that's the only way he would go. Boone and but I saw Bill Self's house when I was in Lawrence. My, yeah, yeah, Steve was on one of those tourist buses. Well, and, no, had, and had the the map out. I was the, on. The I was on my, guide. my sister and brother in law were taking me around to where Danny lives and Bill Self and Les Miles. And, oh yeah, yeah, Les Miles. He very modest house, so. But Danny and Bill. As in Danny Manning. Danny Manning. He's got like a Spanish Arvia or whatever they call them. Armada or whatever. It's it's quite the place. And Bill has a uh, palatial. He's doing okay? Yeah. I think you could take my apartment and put it in Bill's bathroom. Probably. Yeah, about the same size. I, I think he would want to renovate it, though. Yeah. It might be a little outdated. Yeah. <laughs> the green carpet. Yeah, the green carpet. The lime green carpet. <laughs> All right, Steve. Let's take a break when we come back. And when we do, we'll take a look at the Bullpups on the road at Winfield tonight for their third straight road games, which always makes Steve very happy to continue to stay on the road and keep making these long trips late into the night. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union. Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Next Tech Wireless and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12:30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's according to Jim 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve's favorite song. It is one of my favorite songs of all time. Learning to Fly. Tom Petty. The late Tom Petty. That's true. Very sad. Steve, you know my mother's a big fan of Donny Osmond, right? That's right. And Marie as well. Right. So Mark has these little news blips that he gets mailed to him every day, and he prints them off. And it's sitting in front of me, so I figured I just looked at it and had to give my mom a shout-out. Did you know that on this day, on this exact day, 1971... That the Osmonds had a number one single. I didn't know. One that. Bad Apple. What oh, a, I remember that what song. A, what a song. I do remember great, that song. Great group of guys and Marie. Yeah. What what great people. Well, I guess. Do you like Tom Petty better than the Osmonds? Oh, yeah. 
Wow. That's disrespectful. I know Tracy won't be happy, but I like to, I'm a big Tom. I was a big Tom Petty fan. All right, Steve, we will be going on the road tonight to watch the Bullpups take on the Winfield Vikings, 6 and 7.30 from Winfield. Last time that we went down to Winfield, Steve died about halfway through the trip, and he started, started, started out feeling good. Then Lost a lung. Then during the game, I think Steve just sort of mailed it in and Almost fell asleep next to me. He didn't. He didn't say a lot for the rest of the game that night, and then curled up into a ball in the back seat on the way home. So hopefully we get a little better night than that for you. Yeah. A couple of big storylines going into the night. Number one is that McPherson's Jake Alexander will have a chance to go over a thousand points tonight and reach that mark. He is currently at nine ninety eight. So you would hope that tonight he would have a chance to do that. I was trying to think who the next guy is on the list to catch. I want to say like Jamie Crist, maybe? Somebody like that? I have the list in front of me somewhere. Let me find it. Anyway, I'll keep talking. Okay, so here we go. The rest of the guys on the list would be Jim Graham Mm -hmm. at 1,053 points. That was before I was here, but he he was about... He he and I were actually the same. It doesn't look like Jamie Crist was on the 1,000 point list. Okay, Jamie might have just missed it. Might have just missed it. Yeah. Ryan Hers at 1,063 George Chaplinski at eleven hundred, and that's pretty phenomenal because he didn't have a three-point line, right? And played at the middle school, <laughs> back in the good old days. Yeah. Well, there's only been eleven bullpups to ever reach thousand points, so that would be a very fun honor for Jake Alexander tonight, and hopefully he can get that. If not, then it would be a very strange evening. Yes, it would. But that will be a fun story for tonight. The other thing that we have been talking about a little bit, and Steve wrote his column about that today in his Salon Sports column, and that is that Coach Strathman became the all-time winningest girls coach in McPherson High School history on Tuesday night with their win, up to 273 wins, and a very cool honor for him. We posted it up on social media, and people have been blowing him up, saying congratulations, and it is pretty remarkable when you look at the numbers for Coach Strathman as well as with Coach Schaefer in the years before him, covering the last, what, 27 years? Right. And their record of 493 and 77. Or, excuse me, was, that, that that's since Coach Strathman took over. 545 yeah, I was gonna and say, 96. Yeah, 545 wins and 96 losses. So you just round the losses up to 100 and you didn't figure up the wins. You're still looking at about 83%. Then you add in Coach Kinneman with about, what, 506 or 7, 6, 506 now. Right, somewhere in there. So, in the last 25 years, the Bullpups have basically won about 1,000 basketball games. Not bad? No. (laughs) It's pretty remarkable what has been able to happen here. And I I say this several times a year, just saying, remember, everybody, that this is not normal. Right. This is not normal. No high school basketball programs in the area, besides maybe Central Plains, has been able to put up these types of numbers, and they haven't even been Central Plains for that long. Right. Little River girls were able to put up. Maybe the Bishop Miege girls. Right. But even that, the Bishop Miege boys have not had nearly the same success. no. No. They didn't do well until they started recruiting. (laughs) Well, we won't go there. Yeah. But it is remarkable what has been able to happen here. Yeah. And a big congratulations to Coach Strathman because that's a very cool honor for him, and I bet if you went and asked him 14 years ago or even – 25 years ago, and he was still at Tabor and said, well, how do you think your your high school basketball coaching career will go? I don't know if he would have guessed this and the great run that they've had, and he was very complimentary of Coach Schaefer in your column. So go give that a read at midkansasonline.com. Looking ahead to these games tonight, Steve, 
The Winfield girls actually enter in with a 10-5 and record. They have pl they've played some really good basketball over the last couple of weeks. Coach Venjohn has got the Viking girls rolling, but this is a Winfield team that the Bullpups beat 77-19 yeah, the first was, time that they played. That was kind of an aberration. I look for it to be much closer tonight. Uh, probably not running clock. There's a challenge right there for the girls if they can get it in the running clock. But uh, I'm not sure it'll get in the running clock. Now, the boys game, if the Bullpup boys play like they did at Andale, we'll have running clock because this Winfield team, they are just mailing it in right now. They had 12 points against Andale. Uh, they gave up 84 to Arc City, which is their second-best player, apparently may be no longer with their team. So, you know, and they played without him, Kevin Clark. Scored 46 for the Bulldogs, though. Double C. Yeah, CC. And, uh, you know, it's a Winfield team that right now is, let's just say they're not probably fully engaged. And they they try, they try always try to run with the Bullpups. And I remember they had a coach named Robbie Fields. It was funny. Bullpups were up like 26 to 4. And he said something like, and after the game, he says, well, we had them where we wanted. We wanted to get them kind of overconfident. Then we thought, you know, we could – Come back on well. The Bullpups scored like a hundred and six or something like that that night. That strategy didn't work for. It's me. never the best strategy. No, but Winfield on the boys' side is one and fourteen. They have not beaten any teams in AVCTL Division Three. Their only win came against Wellington, which is a pretty big rivalry game for them down there. But they are in last place in Four A West. The Winfield girls are actually in a pretty good spot in Four A West. They are sixth right now at ten and five. But as we look at the McPherson teams, the girls are fourteen and one. They have won 12 games in a row and a chance to make it 13 tonight. While the McPherson boys have won three in a row, they are 11-4. and four. One thing that I know Coach Kinneman wants to see from his guys tonight is continue to play focused basketball. Right. And I think that he could see with them over on Tuesday night at El Dorado, there wasn't the same type of focus and energy that he saw at Andale and against Wichita Collegiate. And I think he knows that if this team well, plays with laser focus and 100% energy that they are extremely hard to beat. Well, they got away from the things that, you know, it made them play so well at Andale in the game against Collegiate. You know, they, they played such good team basketball uh, in those games. And then I thought Tuesday night they kind of went off on different tangents. And But defensively, you know, they were really good in the fourth quarter. Uh, Jake out, they moved Jake up to the top on that, on that uh, trap and on that press and Jake's long arms, he was just getting he was getting steals left and right. Of course, Cody Stufflebean couldn't miss a shot. And, of course, I said my usual, what I always say every game. Get the man the ball. Get, get the, the man, man more the touches. Get the man more touches because 8 of 9 from the field, he's shooting like 76% from the year. When are we going to figure out? Guy needs to be getting about 12 or 13 shots a game. For the McPherson girls, they're trying to keep everything rolling because they have really played some good basketball over the last – month and a half, two, well, really the whole season. Yeah. But this is a team that they know next week is the biggest week of their season. And right. I know the Mid-America Classic is a very important three-game stretch, but this year, really only one of those wins is a huge and important win for this McPherson girls team going forward. The Ulysses win was a good win, but yeah. going forward, there was only really one win the South that mattered in that week. But this upcoming week, you get Bueller on a Tuesday, who is... Your biggest rival. You get to play him at home. I think it's Think Pink night. Think Pink. Then, Friday, you go on the road to Circle, which will likely determine who wins the league. Then, you go on the road on Saturday 
to Lawrence to take on Baldwin, the reigning 4A Division II state champions. And they're having a good year, I think. And they are 13-1 or 14-1 at this point. Next week is the biggest week for the McPherson girls this season. And maybe tonight would be a little bit of a trap game. I don't know. But I know that next week is going to be very important. And I don't. we, look, we wouldn't think this would be much of a trap game tonight. I don't think this is going to be a trap game. Because like Coach Strathman said, these girls are really enjoying playing with each other. And I like their ball movement. I like the way they're just, you know, you get Emma Ruddle and Grace Pyle out there at the top of that, you know, that defense. And they're just stealing the ball left and right. And then she, Lake and Sheafreak has just been so steady. They're getting nice inside play from Cooks and uh, Leaf. Riley Head is just, you know, she's drawn the opposing team's best player. Hannah Hageman, just very solid. I mean, they they really got a nice rotation going. Everybody kind of knows when they're going to go in the game. I mean, Coach Stradman hasn't deviated from that. Uh, you know, again, when you know when your number is going to be called, I mean, um, Grace Pyle knows about three minutes, three and a half minutes of the game. She's going into the game. She's already there. Andrea Sweat's been giving great minutes off the bench. I know I've left a few people. How about up. J.C. Burghart? J.C. Burghart, very Cassidy sp- Beam. Yeah, Megan Eisenbar. Yeah, you know they're just very solid. They'd be. I always say the Bullpups, they their practices are better than a lot of their games. I mean they get better competition in practice than they do some of their games. All right, Steve. Let's take one more break. Again, we'll be at Winfield tonight. 6 o'clock, 7.30. We'll take the air at about 5.40 with our pregame. One more break. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, are you ready for a busy weekend? Busy weekend because we have the coaches show tomorrow at 8 and then girls state wrestling. There you go. I'm sure... We'll be That's out. going to be an all-day event. Yeah, we'll be out there. I'm 227 individual girls that are registered the, for this weekend. Two years ago, it was 43. That tells you how big girls wrestling is exploding. Give Coach Kretzer, McPherson High Coach Doug Kretzer, give him a ton of credit. I mean, he has just beat the drum. He has gone out. He's talked to people. He's He's gone to the state. Well, I mean, not only him, Athletic Director Shane Baku oh, as yeah, well. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. And the big hope is maybe next year or the year after, they're going to get girls wrestling sanctioned as an official sport. Because even though this is the Kansas Girls Wrestling Championships, the winners of this tournament really aren't recognized as state champions in the official lore. And instead of having this event, let's say, at the Roundhouse, they'd have this event at Hartman Arena or Tony's Pizza Event Center or, or the Emporia Gym. Yeah. What's that one called? White Auditorium. Yeah, White Auditorium. Or the Topeka Expo Center. How fun would that be? Stockyards. That's Dodge what, City. That Expo Center, they need to tear that place down. Could be at Fort Hayes State. Sure. Could be at, at lots of places yeah. instead of at one individual school. But I think that they like having this event here, and maybe it will be by this time next year that this will be a Keisha-sanctioned sport, which would be very cool, but it will be a, a very busy day out at the Roundhouse on Saturday afternoon and in the morning. And tonight, yeah. Bullpup Wrestling taking on Bueller. Yeah, and it's kind of neat for the uh, 
boys wrestling team tonight because Friday night lights. Yeah, they're in the roundhouse tonight because the mats are all set up at the state wrestling tournament. So they're just going to move, you know, the event into the uh, roundhouse. It's been a long time since the bullpup wrestlers have uh, wrestled a, a regular season. Now I think when we had a we had a regional here one time, and I I'm sure Shane Bakus could tell me how long ago it's been. But the bullpups hosted regional wrestling, but it's been a long time because they had the you know, the spotlight down, they turn all the lights out and kind of like an amphitheater. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, that was sweet. Steve, your predictions for the weekend. Number one, Kansas taking on Oklahoma State at home. 11 o'clock, ESPN. Ooh, 11 o'clock. Yeah, KU gets it done. Well, KU should, if... A bunch Le- of depleted teams. If LeGerald Vick hadn't, uh, we haven't got the little Gerald Vick mess, I would have said by about 20. I'm going to say KU by about 11. The big one. Kansas State at Baylor. Are you staying on the K-State train? Do you have faith in the Cats? I'm the conductor. I'm the conductor of I the I think train. you were that way during the football season, too. Boy, did I stay with K-State a long time in football. But I think they get it done. They're just playing too well right now. The other big matchup, you know which one I'm talking about? In college basketball? I don't know. Duke and Virginia. There you go. Oh, I'm riding Duke. Will Virginia score more than 48 points? I think they will, but... I'm riding Duke. I think Duke wins it all. I don't see how – when you have the three best players in the country, you know, three best recruits, you have a guy that should be in the NBA right now. Uh, just go ahead and ask 2015 Kentucky I know how hard it is to win. I know, but I just think this Duke team, I just think it's special. I think Zion, he won't let them lose. And uh, Barrett. R.J. Barrett. Now, he's kind of a gunner. But Sendish is really kind of the key guy, though. Cassius – or is it Cassius? No, it's not Cassius. That's the D back for the. But uh, Sendish um, for Duke, he's kind of the X factor because he could go for 25 anytime he wants. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell and Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll see you tonight down at Winfield. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by. Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.